Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Your mind. Simon. Let's do it. The fun is in the challenge, Simon. Take the Simon Challenge, Simon. The Simon Challenge. You gotta repeat the patterns of colored lights and sounds. The longer you play, the more challenging the pattern gets. The winner's the one who keeps it going the longest. If you miss, you get the red. And your history. Oh, yeah! The fun is in the challenge, Simon. Take the Simon Challenge, Simon. Simon. And knowing is half the battle. What is up, everyone? Welcome to a long-awaited new episode of Masters of the Retroverse. I apologize for the extended absence. We've just had a lot going on in the uh, in the Retroverse. Uh, it's been been busy. We have missed a lot in the last oh, what's it been? Probably month and a half, two months. Uh, so, but that just means that we have all that much more to talk about and that much more to catch up on. But first things first, I want to announce our new membership to a whole new network. Now, we are still a proud affiliate of the High Voltage Radio Network, which you can find all the awesome shows uh, at HighVoltageRadio.com, and and then you can download all those off off of uh, iTunes or whatever podcast app that you prefer. The new... uh, network that we are a proud member of as well is the Zombie Radio Network. Uh, there are some fine, fine shows on, on there. Uh, there's Zombie zombie Dance Party. There is uh, Zombie Zombies Anonymous. Uh, there's the XD Experience. There's um, Man Cave Musings. There's all kinds of them. And you can find all of those shows at zombieradio.net. So go check them out. Go like all the pages. Hey, and while you're at it, go like our page on Facebook. We're on Facebook. On Facebook at facebook.com slash M-O-T retro. Go check us out. You can also find me on Instagram. That's probably my most active social media is Instagram uh, just because there's a lot of cool people on there with some... There's, I mean, tons of, of pictures of, 
you know, toys and RC cars and guitars and all the cool stuff that I'm into. Um, I, I find it uh, a lot more appealing, I think, to me than Facebook. I'm still on Facebook, but, you know, just not as much as I am on Instagram. And you could find me on Instagram. It's masters underscore of the underscore retroverse. I know it's hard to find. Find us, like us. You only got to look us up once. That's masters underscore of the underscore retroverse. Um, I post a lot of pictures of some of my finds um, and a lot of the things that I like. And, and like I said, there's a lot of cool people on there. Um, I find a lot of, I've actually found some pretty good finds as far as toys. There's a lot of people. People don't realize it. If you're into vintage toys, there's a lot of people uh, on Instagram that that are collectors that sell their toys. Also, they're they're toy hunters, so to speak, that, that that's what they do. I mean, it's, it's kind of a side gig for them is that they, they find and they sell. There's one guy on there. Um, I don't want to drop any names, but this guy always finds boxes. I'm talking boxes of unopened toys from the 80s, and he buys them. I don't know where he gets them. I don't know if I want to know, uh, but he finds them, and then basically you have these new mint condition cards or boxes or whatever it is of, of whatever it is that he's finding uh and he sells them uh, last week i think it was he had he had a bunch of the um was it early 90s ghostbusters toys unopened in the box the box was has been completely sealed for the last 20 years never opened he opens them up brand new toys um, and he sells them at a fair price, too. So that's the kind of stuff that you can find. I just like, I enjoy seeing other people's collections. Um, you know, we kind of we kind of go back and forth with some of the guys, you know, comparing comparing collections and pictures of, of uh, you know, some of the stuff that we have. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's a good way to get out there. So anyway, find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. Done. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, we're going to take a quick uh, commercial break, and we will be back with uh, the guts and meats of the show. So stay tuned. Face it. You're either on one end of a Nerf weapon or the other. Time to choose. So you better think about getting yourself a bow and arrow or a Nerf missile storm. Excuse me. Don't you just love this? Or an arrow storm. Or a very good hiding place. Don't you get it? It's Nerf or nothing. So this week's topic is going to be something that is near and dear to anybody who grew up in the 80s, the 90s, heck, 2000s, even up till now. My kid loves these. And that is the Nerf brand products. And we're going to talk a little bit about the history of, of the Nerf, where it came from, uh, and kind of where where it evolved to today. So, so let's start off with what Nerf means. A lot of people don't don't know. It's just a it's just a term. Nerf balls, Nerf Nerf guns, Nerf darts, uh, Nerf bars, and that's actually where it got its name. Was the the foam that they use to wrap the roll bars uh, is known as a non-expanding recreational foam. Nerf. So now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about the history of Nerf. Nerf started off not as the backyard warfare, as we all know uh, it to be. Uh, When it was invented, 
Rain Geyer invented the product in 1968, and he had something a little less violent in mind. He started the company Windsor Concepts as a toy and game company, and it was decided that one of the foam balls they created for another game they were making uh, would make an excellent indoor volleyball game. So him and his partner package it up, and they head on down to Milton Bradley, uh, where they pitched the product without any luck. Uh, Milton Bradley was not interested in the product at the time, and they decided to pass. So instead of giving up, they take it on down the road to Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers liked the idea um, of of the ball. They didn't really care so much about the game, uh, so they pretty much scrapped the net and everything but the ball, uh, where they created, uh, where, where they uh, marketed, I should say, the four-inch Nerf ball, where the original Nerf ball in 1969. And they marketed as the slogan was throw it indoors you can't damage lamps or break windows you can't hurt babies or old people and that first year they sold millions uh over four million actually in that first year and it was a hit and from there the nerf line expanded quickly uh they con- they contracted with Geyer, the the original inventor creator of the nerf ball uh and he helped create the brand with a lot of the games that he had originally envisioned. Uh, So the next big product uh, for them was the Nerf football in 1972, which I had many of these and um, most of them got tore apart. You know, once, once you uh, throw it so many times and you get a little split in the top of it, next thing you know, you just really can't help but kind of pick at it until half the ball was gone. uh, And then it was useless. I think one of the coolest ones that I had uh, probably would have been uh, probably late 80s, I guess. Uh, they, they created these ones that that had these, um, I guess there was like three or four little plastic pieces on each end. And what it was supposed to do was when you throw it, it was supposed to whistle. Now, I am not exactly the, the sports type. Uh, and unless you throw it perfectly straight with a perfect spiral... Uh, it was pretty much just a, a gimmick. I, I never could get it to whistle. And, and even the times that, that you did throw it accidentally perfect, uh, it really didn't seem to make much of a sound. So, But it was a cool gimmick. I'm sure it got a lot of sales because I've seen, since then, I've seen, you know, they had not only the footballs, but I've seen, uh, like, darts. Like, they had big darts that you could throw. And they had those whistles attached to them as well. But like I said, it was a gimmick. Uh, I'm sure it sold sold lots um, because I know I had a bunch of them. So uh, by the 80s, there was Nerf everything. Uh, Nerf, Nerf golf, which I had. Uh, Nerf ping pong, Nerf table hockey, you name it. Pretty much all the sports uh, were Nerf. I think one of the biggest ones uh, was the Nerf basketball. It had a little hoop that you could hang up on your on your uh, your doorway and you could shoot shoot baskets. Um, it seemed to me like a lot of times the Nerf ball would kind of get hung up in the net because the ball wasn't heavy enough to actually push its way through. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Nerf, Nerf everything. Um, there were Nerf Frisbees, and one of the most useless ones that I had was the Nerf Boomerang. Now, it was a not a two-bladed boomerang. If I remember right, it was three-bladed. And they did also make them with the whistle. And those actually, you you could hear the whistle. It was it was kind of cool because you, you you throw it, it spins, and it whistles. 
Uh, it was kind of neat. Um, the only thing that I found that it was good for was trying to hit my brother in the back of the head with it. Uh, you know, those things, they may be foam, but he will attest to it. They do hurt when, when you get hit by one, especially those boomerangs because they had, the way they were formed, they kind of had sharp edges kind of towards the bottom. So you could actually almost kind of get cut by them. So kind of dangerous. God, the stuff that we, that we played with when we were kids. Ballistic with the fastest Nerf ball shooter ever, the Nerf Pulsator. Load up a twin pulsating pistons, pump out six balls, pummel the competition with speed, speed, and more. From Nerf, each sold separately. It's Nerf or nothing. Well, by the 1990s, the Nerf industry had had just exploded. Um, so from the 80s, we had all of the fun, the little popper ball guns, and we had uh, we had all of the, the sports. But then we started getting into the guns in the 90s. Um, the guns really started hitting hard, um, and there was there was a crossbow. I remember that I had it had a dart. It would shoot a dart. Um, there was. <clears throat> The a lot of the Nerf guns, early Nerf guns, uh, used the ball, the little foam balls, and pop those out. So there was the original Nerf one, which we talked about a little bit ago. But then there was also there was also a revolver that you would pump it, and it would pop one ball out, and then as you pull it back, it would spin uh, spin it to the next one, and it held like six or seven shots. Um, from then, it kind of started transitioning on to. Um, more of the the darts and the sticky darts and uh, the, you know darts with the suction cups and stuff like that, and they had suction darts and there was whistler darts and there was micro darts and there was glow in the dark darts and there's everything you can imagine and all different sorts of guns and shapes and, and blasters and bazookas and all kinds of stuff started hitting the market. Not just not just darts either. They they still use uh, the the foam balls, which kind of seemed to go by the wayside once the darts started um, making their way into into the market. Um, so they had the suction tip ones. They had the ones that were just rubber, hard plastic, rubber tip ones. Um, you know, but then they also had uh, foam discs too so there was guns that you would shoot and shoot these discs and they'd actually fly pretty far because they'd just spin like a frisbee and off they go um it was really uh and that's whenever i think the the nerf uh wars foam wars market started really really hitting it big was when when the darts came out um and it it just kind of became a um a new pastime, I guess, for kids to, to go around and shoot these darts. You would find these darts everywhere. Um, my six-year-old, AJ, you've heard him on the show, he he has tons and tons of darts. In fact, you can buy just boxes, just packages of just the darts um, because they get lost, they get shot, and you find them all over the place. It's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but so then from there, the transition um, to the guns kind of, Kind of started evolving even more so in the 2000s, the mid mid 2000s up till like 2010 or so. Um, they had the Instrike and uh, the Nerf Vortex and, and all these different ones. And now it's even it's it's just it's such a huge market. You got the Instrike, the Instrike Elite. Um, basically, the Elite can shoot farther. Uh, you know, they're they're claiming firing distances of up to like 75 feet. Uh, 
Nerf Vortex, Zombie Strike, which is probably the biggest one right now. Um, actually, my son has several of them. They're really neat guns. I really, really wish they had that kind of stuff when I was a kid. Um, they're even they're even cornering the the uh, the, the girl market, and that's uh, with the Rebel. The Rebel. It's R E B E L L E. It's it's pink guns. It's pretty much the zombie strike guns that are are uh, rebadged and recolored to pink to make them nice and pretty uh, to to I guess strike an interest with with the girls. Uh, you know, I mean it's it's great though. It's it's really cool the what Nerf has done so far, and it's really awesome that that kids these days still get to enjoy uh, some of the stuff that we did. Now, one of the things that I was kind of disappointed in in Nerf was when they bought. They bought the uh, Super Soaker water gun line back in, I guess, probably the late 90s. And it went downhill from there. Um, here recently, a couple summers ago, I guess, I was looking for just some old-style Super Soakers. They had the tanks on the top. You'd fill them with water. You pump them on the front like a shotgun. You just pump them up with air, and you pull the trigger, and they would shoot so far. I had tons of these Super Soakers when I was a kid, um, and I had... The big ones with the back had a big backpack, and the thing held probably two or three gallons of water. And it was just like a can, and you pump it up, and it would just shoot for days, it seemed like. Um, then you had, like, the smaller ones, the original. I think it was, like, the Super Soaker 50 and the Super Soaker 100, and they just kind of got gradually bigger and bigger. Um, so what I'm getting at is, is with these new, quote-unquote, Super Soakers, they're nothing like that anymore. Uh, the only ones that I could find, they don't have the trigger anymore, and you just basically you just pump, and as you pump it, it, it shoots it out. You don't get near the distance, and they're not near as fun. Come on, Nerf. Bring out some good stuff. Bring it back. These super soakers from when I was a kid, you know, I get on eBay, look around um, some of the toy shows that we go to. You know, they're going for big bucks, and they, I think they really drove the market up, being that they got rid of the the uh, the mechanisms that actually made them fun. Uh, so now a super soaker fifty or a super soaker two hundred, those things are going for fifty bucks to a hundred bucks, and uh, who knows if they even still work because they did have rubber seals inside of them that I guess over time uh, they would wear out and they would just quit working. Uh, but still, uh, I mean, what? What a great, what a great toy the Super Soaker was, and it's really a shame that you know kids nowadays don't get to experience that type of stuff. So, so let's cut to a break real quick. Uh, let's do a commercial, and we'll be right back for the final thoughts of the show. Just another quiet day, or is it? For enough edits, the perfect chance to get their game on. Get out there and get active with a Nerf Dart Tag Range. Strike fire. Reload on the run to bag some tags. Glory fire. Perform at your peak to play like a pro. Get in the game at nick.co.uk slash nerf and you can win a Strike Fire and Fury Fire set. Get your Nerf head on and get active with Nerf Dart Tag. So I just want to... Thank everyone for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for bearing with me while I had a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I do plan to do the show more regularly, probably not weekly. I just don't have the time, Uh, but more probably uh, twice a month, I think. I I should be able to manage it. I'm going to have a lot of really great guests coming up, 
and we're going to talk, just reminisce about our childhoods and some of the toys and stuff, and it's it's a lot of fun. So um, one of the reasons why I haven't really had a whole lot of time to, to do this show is because uh, me and, and AJ that you've heard on, on the show, uh, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, he's six, and that's all he does is watch YouTube. He loves it, and I think it's great. Uh, there's a lot of good kids' videos out there. Uh, he loves watching the 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 kids review the toys. So that's kind of what it is. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a shared venture though. He is doing his thing or our thing with, with the toys and his goofy videos and all that stuff. And I'm doing some of the stuff for, for some of the, the toys and, and some of the projects that I've been working on and, and a little bit of how to more, it's still kid oriented, but, uh, you know, it's, it's more, I guess, for the adult side, uh, just because some of the projects and stuff that I show how to on there, uh, are probably a little bit, uh, over the head of a 10 or 11 year old, more, more adult, more teenager adult. Um, you know, the latest one that I did was converting one of the low C one twenty four scale RC cars, uh, to a standard receiver and speed controller. If you know what I'm talking about, if you know RCs, you know what I'm talking about. If not, go check out the videos. Anyway, our channel is called Toy Box Heroes, and uh, we've got a few videos up right now. Some of the RC cars that we've uh, that we've reviewed, some of ours. Uh, AJ had a really good time after Easter. We opened up some of his toys and reviewed them and did a blind box. Uh, any of you kids will know what I'm talking about when I say blind box. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So anyway, um, if if I don't get the show out enough and you just can't get enough of me, then go to Toy Box Heroes on YouTube, like and subscribe and check us out. I uh, want to thanks give thanks to our um, our new network, which I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, zombie radio network and also too obviously uh the high voltage radio network which is is uh got some great shows on both networks so make sure you go check them out and uh i just uh, thanks again for listening and uh, i'll have one coming back uh, real soon so you guys will hear from me soon until then just remember there's nothing wrong with living in the past Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.